and welcome back. We are finally, finally back from break. After what, it, six weeks? Yeah, six weeks of not doing this. and Not, not doing much of anything. Not doing much of anything, yeah. It, it, um, it feels very, very good to be back. Yeah, for sure. I'm glad to be back here, back on campus, back doing what we do averagely. And <laughs> yeah, the show. Exactly. Um, how was your break? It was good. I got a lot of downtime. I had okay. to chill. I had to work on my writing. Read a lot. There you go. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. What about you? A uh, lot of sleep. Yeah. A lot of much needed Yeah, I was going to say, if rest. anyone needs it. <laughs> um, caught up on a bunch of that. Spent a lot of time with my dog, you know, doing the, those it. fun kind of things. Highlight of my um, day were those Snapchats. <laughs> oh, yeah. Got to send Got to send the dog snaps um, or I'm not actually home. Um, <laughs> outside of that. We get back. We're here in Lawrence for two days, mm-hmm. and maybe the cringiest video I've seen in a long time just takes off. It was horrifying, and it's weird because it's seven years old, mm-hmm. and it's just now getting like demolished over the internet. Right. And I- if you don't know, we're talking about the Mizzou video of these like frat guys singing and rapping about mizzou and how they're ready to be champions and i think this was just on the heels of them joining the sec yeah and it is it is far and away just it's horrible you i mean know... it is just terrible do you want to know my favorite part of this video though yes that they've left the big 12 and they still find a way to bring ku into it yep like in the chorus it's like red and blue who are you or something like that yeah. i don't know but like Good lord. It's so You're bad. gone. Please yeah. just stay gone. I just love the we're ready to be champions now. Yeah. Because they haven't been a champion of anything. <laughs> right. Like that I can think of anyway. Nothing that, you know, garnered a lot of national attention. No. And I saw a lot of like comments on that post of people who were like, well, we've been more competitive and all this stuff. And I'm like, okay. Cool. Like, <laughs> Good for you. Happy for you. Have you won anything? No. Nope. All right. Sweet. Um, yeah. It just. It's so bad. It is very white. <laughs> I mean, it is. It is the whitest video I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, I think you put it best when you said it's the Wonder Bread of videos. Yeah. Yeah. It really far is. and away, it is the Wonder Bread of videos. It is. It's just so bad. And we're both white. Yeah. And we understand. I can't imagine being proud to go to that school after seeing that video. Honestly. I can't actually, I can't imagine being proud to go to that school in general. (laughs) Yeah, period. um, I, especially after that video, it's just, ugh. And there was a lot of videos after that that were like surfacing as well. Like there was one for Arkansas that was real bad. I couldn't even get through 30 seconds of that one. No. And then there was one from Emporia State that was better than both of them, but still it's Emporia State. So here's my not that it's not that Emporia State's a bad school, but still it's like I don't know. It's awkward to do a hype video like that (laughs) for a D two school. I feel like I here's my whole deal. If you're gonna do a hype video, Mm -hmm. you better knock it out of the fucking park. Yeah, you can't you can't screw up because if you screw up and it's cringy, people are gonna crucify you for it. Right. Because and that was the pinnacle of cringy horrible videos that i just i love it because of all the jokes that i'm seeing circulate from it um you know like the person who posted it uh the original tweet i saw was like your daily reminder that mizzou doesn't belong in the sec 
And yeah. to that, I want to say <laughs> after watching that video, they don't belong anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> they're not they're a power not. five school in my mind after seeing oh that. God. Um, but they yeah. also, did you notice they had like, I remember in like those old music videos in the bottom left corner when they had like the artist, the name of the song, and then like the record label. Yeah. That was on this video. What was it? It was ATM Records or something weird oh. that I've never heard of. And I was like, okay. It was just bizarre. The whole situation was it's so just, weird. It's so bad. Yeah. You if you do, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's on our Twitter page. Uh, mm-hmm. We have it quote tweeted at Easy Sports Pod. So go look at it. Get through as long as you can on it. Yeah. And try not. That to should just be throw that should be a contest. Mouth. Is how long? How much of this video can you watch? Yeah. Wow. Well, enough Mizzou garbage. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um the other thing I wanted to bring up to you, non-sports related, mm-hmm. is um, ancestry kits. Ooh, okay, these interesting. An- these ancestry things. Are I you s- talking about the true crime implications? No, 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 no. Oh. I'm talking about like just getting the kits and people like sending in their DNA and getting you know their ancestry checked or whatever. I think it's hilarious that I know most people they just see it to see it. But I sure. think it's funny that, like, in the commercials when they're advertising this, it's like the lady, she's like, I thought I was married to a full-blooded Italian. But it turns <laughs> out he's 34% Eastern European. Like, okay. Like, Game what changer. did this change for you? <laughs> I, I don't get what what exactly it changes for people seeing that, oh, wait, guess I'm not full-blood Italian. See, like, I will say, like, my older sister did it because okay. she's adopted. And she's that not, makes sense. Right. So she's not in contact with either of her, her um, biological parents. So she did it just to see. And she loved it. Thought it was the coolest thing mm-hmm. to get those results. And I was like, that makes a lot of sense. Right. But here's my question then. Did she just walk around like a different person? Like, did she change no, her she cultural li- identity <laughs> because all of a sudden she's seen these results and is like, guess I'm not who I thought I was. This changes everything. No, more than anything, it was a joke. Yeah. Because she's like, she's African American. And right. she got the results, and it said, like, majority was, like, European. Right. And so then, if, like, somebody asked her, she goes, Oh, yeah, I'm European. And then you just watch the confusion on their face for a little bit. Right. Because that's not, you know, how they pegged her. And, <laughs> and then she's like, Well, I'm also East African. And goes yeah. through it. But it's, it's like, really but funny. There, there are black people in Europe. Right. Like, yeah. I think, I, I don't know. It's just like people blow it up way and make it a way bigger deal than i think it is it's really cool i'd love to do one and oh, find yeah. out like you know what combination of nonsense we i do am one. all right yeah. i'll do one i'll do one too for sure but um unless have you committed any murders recently because we have to think of it <laughs> not that i can think of but <laughs> <laughs> i love that not that you can think of not that like, I can it's think a possibility of. It, it, it was a pretty busy last semester so right. i'll have to reflect on that Give me a couple days to get back to you on that. <laughs> um, let's actually move on to sports. Oh, good call. Talk yep. about what we're supposed to talk about. Yep. Yeah. Um, today on the show, we're going to be talking about NFL playoffs. It's mm-hmm. Super Bowl week right around the corner. So starting Monday, Super Bowl week, which means ESPN will be fully on their bullshit <laughs> and <laughs> doing nothing but talking about how Brady might be the GOAT. And then finding a way to compare him to Zion Williamson. I was going to say, you have <laughs> Zion in there. Maybe we'll throw some Trey Young in there just for shits and giggles. A little bit of um, LeBron. A little bit of LeBron, because <laughs> we can't forget him. No. Um, so ESPN will be fully on their bullshit. Um, 
but it's a great week of coverage. I love all the press interviews. I'm ready for some cold Bill Belichick <laughs> interviews. Um, I'm ready for Gronk, honestly. Yeah. Did, did you see his interview today? No, I didn't. Yeah, he like walked into a press room and he was like looking at a group chat and he's like laughing at the reporters like <laughs> I'd probably get in trouble if I showed you like what I was talking about. <laughs> I'm like now I want to know. Now I want to know what Gronk was talking what about. What legend. Um but yeah, it'll be a great week um of coverage. I'm excited for the game, but we can talk about that in a minute. Mm-hmm. Also on the show, we're going to cover some MLB free agency. Mm-hmm. because probably the two biggest names in free agency still haven't signed. Yeah. I think that's fair to say. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. And then a little bit of college basketball. We got some big games coming up this weekend. We have the Big 12 SEC Challenge, which is always a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Les Miles is an actor now. And we love it. Yeah. All right. We'll talk about all that coming up on the Easy Sports Podcast. Um, but starting off, AFC, NFC championship games, both. I am not a person who ever wants to just blame officials for the outcome of games. Mm -hmm. I think you have plenty of time throughout a game to win the game. But there were just some horrific calls in both games, in both games, especially the pass interference call. Yeah. In the Saints-Ram game. What about the like, <laughs> roughing the passer in the Chiefs game? And the roughing the passer in the Chiefs game, where I forget who it was, but there, I think it's Jones. His arm barely comes down and, like, grazes Brady's yeah. shoulder, and they're, like, roughing the passer. I'm surprised the refs didn't call targeting on him. <laughs> right. Honestly, eject him. Um, <laughs> but it, it is just – I don't know what happened and I don't know if I've just been blind to it all season because I spent so much time watching Red Zone that I missed a lot of, like, the flags and stuff like that sure. um, that you would have seen through normal play. Has officiating been this bad all year? I mean, I feel like we complain – well, not we. We, as a group of NFL fans, mm-hmm. complain about officiating every season. But I feel like this year more than usual. And I feel like it's just people being annoyed at, you know, favoritism and stuff like that. Um especially for the Patriots. I've seen a lot of people, but I don't know. See, I don't know if that's the actual officiating or if that's people being mad the Patriots win. Right. So there's always a question of like people just being butthurt, you know, but right. And and I don't think it's been great. Well, and my whole thing is like, has it, is this what it's cause I'm trying to think back on like calls that I've seen Mm -hmm. in the past that have been this for lack of a better word, blatant. I don't think blatant. I don't think throughout the season I've seen anything like yeah. this. Yeah, these but were huge misfires. Here's the so. other question I have: Is this because of Drake? Oh my god! <laughs> oh no! The curse. <laughs> no, the I I like that people are all of a sudden like taking it and twisting it. He wore that sweatshirt and it's right. crossed across his chest, <laughs> and it's like the top two teams went to the Super Bowl, so Drake oh curse lives god. on. Um, but no, I just think it's it, it's very difficult to look at those plays and like especially like break them down afterwards and go like how did you miss this yeah for sure how especially the pass interference call that is the most blatant pass interference yeah i'm convinced i could have thrown that flag from the upper deck in the superdome yeah like, fair enough and it was bad it's bad you watched the replay and it's not like it's not like in the um chiefs patriots game where you know they reviewed forever over if um i think it was edelman 
touch the ball. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? The thumb, thumb yes. gate. Right. So it was like, did he touch the ball? Whatever. But it wasn't like that. It wasn't like you're looking at different angles to see if it was like the smallest fraction of his hand touched it. This was like he bodied him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he didn't. It was so he obvious. Turn he even admitted in the locker room. He's like, oh, yeah, that was that was pass interference. Gosh. Like, that's like, bad. It's, That's not it's good. Blatant. Yeah. He didn't turn his head. He didn't make a play on the ball. He hit the receiver before the ball even got there. Like that was just, um, I, I, unbelievable that that wasn't called. Yeah. Rams won. They're in the Super Bowl now. Um, and then in the AFC Championship game. Oh wait! Before we talk about this, I want to issue a formal apology. Okay. Because yeah, you, you <laughs> owe this. <laughs> because I doubted Patrick Mahomes for a while. I'm not going to make any excuses. <laughs> I think you owe Chiefs fans this. For I sure. think that it was. You spend like the first five better, the better part of the first five weeks of the season going. Mm, I don't know. That's fair. Yeah, but it's because I've been disappointed so many times by the Chiefs. <laughs> I wasn't going to let myself get my hopes up. Yeah. At least that's the excuse I'm going to make. Okay. But I'm fully aboard the hype train, and as a Chiefs fan, I've wanted to believe, you know. But now, now I'm on board. So, so before we talk about I the championship apologize. game then, yes. do you think he would be worth the Chiefs signing him for $200 million? Yes, and here's why. Okay. Because our franchise is so bad. <laughs> <laughs> we need just like the clouds to part for a second. <laughs> like even we just need something to hold on to. Right. And you, you so Patrick Mahomes, like two. I've never million. I have never seen people more excited. For to, for the Chiefs, yeah, I have never seen like on Twitter because obviously I grew up around here, so everyone I know is a Chiefs fan. Basically, mm-hmm. I have never seen people talk about somebody more and be this excited. Well, I mean, this is somebody. the best they've looked in our lifetime for sure. For sure, yeah, like not even close. This is the best they have looked, um, and it's good for like morale. I know, like everywhere I walk, I I go to get my hair dyed, and she's like, "How about them Chiefs?" Like everybody <laughs> talks about it, and everyone's super excited about it, right? So, speaking of the Chiefs, we both, since we record out of Kansas, we are in Lawrence, Kansas. We are right by Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, we were around Chiefs fans for that entire game. Mm-hmm. I was out at a bar. You were, I don't know where you were watching it. I was watching it with my mom. <laughs> okay. So, you're watching it with your mom. Two different settings. It, it sounds very um, sad, but my mom and I are avid sports fans, okay? so Yeah. No, that's fine. Um, watching people react, like, because I'm not a Chiefs fan. Mm-hmm. Like, we know I'm a Lions fan. So, I really didn't have a dog in the fight Yeah. in that game. I mean, honestly, I just wanted to see the Patriots lose. Fair enough. But that, you know, that's I think a you're whole in the vast discussion. majority of the yeah. population there. Um, and so, watching the game and, like, just observing everybody that was in there, there was one guy. At the bar. There's who, always like, one guy. <laughs> I could not take my eyes off of. He had like, he had this big ass gold watch, fully tattooed, had his like Chiefs jersey on. It was one of their red out jerseys, which are really cool. Yeah. His bookie, and I am convinced that this guy, <laughs> it was this guy's bookie, was just sitting on a bar stool watching this guy. This guy had to easily have 10K down on this game. Oh my and was God. walking back and forth. I think he threw his hat like four or five times just out of frustration and anger. Oh, and it was like watching just a degenerate gambler that we all have inside of us. Some more than others. <laughs> Some more than others just 
falling to pieces. Oh man. And I that just That hurts. Like I I remember that game um could not have gotten off to a worse start. No. For the Chiefs. Oh my god. I, mean, I was horrible. thinking I was thinking blowout. I honestly was. Yeah. I was like we're done. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure I looked at my mom in the first no, beginning of the second quarter and I was like we're done. Yeah. Our defense is so bad. We're mm-hmm. done. Yeah, and it was it, it looked like it was going to be I thought the Patriots for a minute there. I was like they're going to hang if this game is going to be like 42 to 10. Yeah. Cuz the Chiefs couldn't move the ball. They no. had negative 2 yards at one point in the second quarter and Good god, was I think it really it was midway bad? through the second quarter their total offense was negative 2 yards. And I'm Ouch. just sitting there going, how is the most one of the most, if not the most explosive offenses mm-hmm. in the league? Just kidding. I think wrecked. we might be number one or have been. It's close. It's so, you guys are the Rams. Yeah. Or the, maybe the Saints. Um, But I, I it was just confusing. And then the game turned a little bit. The Chiefs started coming back. They got back into it. Forced overtime. Mm-hmm. And as soon as, and I don't know how you felt, as soon as I saw the Patriots win that coin toss, I was like, it's game's it's over. over. Yeah. Yep. For sure. That's it. Like, Which is another thing that we're going to talk about is overtime rules. I mm-hmm. hate them. Yep. I think they absolutely should be changed. And I saw it best. Oh, I need to figure out who said the tweet. Um, but it was, the game should not be changed by a key coin toss. Mm-hmm. You know, it should that should not be the game changer. No, it, it absolutely shouldn't. It, um, You know, it, it just... I think that shows, like, the lack of faith, though, people have in the Chiefs' defense. Yeah. It was like, they got on the field, and you're like, nope, this is over. Yeah. And the Patriots ran probably, like, the same play ten times in a row. Yeah. Just throwing slants over the middle to their white receivers or jump balls to Gronk. Yeah. You know. And And you could hear, God, it was like the kiss of death. Tony Romo just sitting there talking and calling every single play, and you knew it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And immediately just, after, defensive coordinators fired. Well, good. Yeah, I you, mean it. it the worst defense happened. in the league. Yeah. By far. Yeah, no, it needed to happen. And the the worst performance. I'm not talking about like the talent on the defensive yeah. side of the ball. I'm saying just performance. Statistically horrible. Yeah. Um. Nightmarish. And, and you know, running a zone against Brady, like everyone's like, oh, we can do it, and Brady just picks apart zones. Yeah. He just is that good where he's. If you run his own, he's going to pick it apart, and he picked the Chiefs apart bad. I mean, he is, like, hot take. He's the greatest of all time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, and that's what happens. When you play the greatest of all time, unfortunately, you really can't afford to go down 14 to nothing. Yeah. And, yeah, they clawed their way back into it, but, you know, that game might be a different outcome if – it's not they're not down 14 nothing or if they score on those first couple possessions and then swing the momentum further in their yeah for favor. sure um i just wish both teams have an op- had an opportunity to score yeah overtime it, that's for, how it should be the nfl overtime rules should be like college yeah agreed like where both teams have a chance to score both teams you know like can really like show their strengths in a way because let's was that your elbow? Yeah, that hurts so bad. Oh my god! This is daily. You should know this about me. It's literally. I'm not gonna do it because people are probably cringing listening to this. No, if you if you didn't hear that, Emma just cracked her elbow <laughs> and it echoed through our whole studio. So <laughs> my um, shoulders are so much worse. Oh my god. Um, but 
I, it's just frustrating to see that because you it really deflated that entire stadium. Yeah. I feel like it deflated at least at the bar I was at. Everyone saw them when the coin toss was like, that's ah, it. All right, season's over, guys. Pack mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Um, which is sad because it shouldn't. I don't know. I just the fact that a coin toss can change the game. Mm-hmm. And then of course there was a lot of conspiracy theories on why they won that coin toss and. Oh conspiracy yeah. theories even on tony romo's commentary I, that is what you told me about that is my favorite conspiracy theory i heard one um conspiracy theory that cbs their optical microphones are able to pick up the calls from the sideline mm-hmm. and that they were just basically feeding those into tony romo's ears and that is how he's able to predict or seem like he can predict or any play or he's okay. just that good. I don't. Mm. I think if he was just that good, he would have won a few more games as a cowboy. Ouch. I <laughs> bluntly, <laughs> if he was just that good. I mean, um, sure. Maybe time away from the sport has given him perspective. Something like that. <laughs> Maybe he should. A team should hire him as a defensive ana- analyst. That's what. Oh my god. That's what I saw on Twitter. People were like, "Hey, can we hire Tony Romo as our defensive coordinator? Because like, I'll take that." Um. Yeah, no. I mean, he sounds like he knows what he's talking about. It's the opposite of Jason Witten, who <laughs> sounds confused and dazed and lost every time he's on the show. It's like on us on this broadcast. podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We are the Jason Wittens of podcasting. Um, Yikes. As long as we're not the Joe Buck. <laughs> Jesus. Um, but, yeah, I, both games were – I mean, they were good games. Yeah, for sure. I feel like the Chiefs had probably six different chances to – end that game well and um, we knew these were going to be good games like i don't know if you saw this stat but it's the first time ever that the top four offenses in the league or something like that all played in the playoffs oh i didn't know that yeah so i knew this was going to be amazing but the fact that they both went to overtime you know these were very very competitive games mm-hmm. it's exactly what you want out of nfl playoffs and i, and I think d ford lining up offsides oh, to negate that what would have been a game ending interception it makes me so sad there's a video on twitter if y'all don't know about it where it's like seven or eight seconds long and he just walks over on the sidelines he goes they said i lined up off sides and there's like a pause and he goes did i and you can hear it in Uh. his voice and my heart hurts for him Mm. especially because i mean you know i think (laughs) no one's gonna handle that well no like no one is going to be nice to this dude ever again because he's the guy who lost it for us. I don't think that's fair. You know what? I do. (laughs) I I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think people will move past it by next season. Man, I'd be shocked. Honestly, Mm. people are so mad. I know, but everyone's going to be pissed about it for a couple of minutes and move on. Like, genuinely. Like, I, I, I don't think it... I think if this Chiefs fans viewed this as, okay, this is the first and only time we're ever going to be in this position, or the last time we'll ever get to be in this position to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and that's just not true. It's not true. I think everyone can see is, for the most part, has the intelligence to see, all right, this is a good team. We have a lot of good key components locked down. If we keep Patrick Mahomes and lock him up for a little bit and he keeps playing at the level he's playing, we're going to be back. Yeah. And I agree. so 
you know. I'm excited for next season already. Like, this is the first time I've ever been, like, excited Oof, for not. the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, but you're a Detroit fan, yeah. so that'd be why. <laughs> um, But Super Bowl, mm-hmm. Rams, Patriots, who, which players from both sides, if you have to pick one to show up, who has to show up and make the difference? I think this is going to be a quarterback game. Okay. I think that Tom Brady is – he's Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. And I just think that the Patriots are going to win this because the Patriots always win this and God hates us. Mm-hmm. Those Something are like my, that. Those yeah. are my thoughts. Something like that. I think, I think this is going to come down to the running situation. Mm-hmm. Todd Gurley really didn't show up against the uh, Saints. I think mm-hmm. he had like 10 yards the whole game and a touchdown. And so – I think he needs to show up during the uh, during the Super Bowl because if he doesn't show up and say C.J. Anderson, you know, forgets how to be good, yeah, because he's had a sudden resurgence in his career, which is amazing. <laughs> um, it won't open up the passing game for them at all, and they need that. They need the running game working so that Jared Goff can drop back, have a little bit of time, and run those play action plays that they love to run. Um, and then on the opposite side of the ball, if Sony Michelle and James White don't show up for the Patriots, like that's going to be a lot harder. That's going to put the ball in Tom Brady's hands. Granted, great hands to have the ball <laughs> in say, for the whole yeah. game. But I don't think the Patriots want to be 100% reliant on an air raid offense for the entire game. Yeah. I just don't that's see fair. that as how they would want to play that game. Um, and in the games that they have lost this year – Sony Michelle and James White and their running attack has been held under 100 yards. So if they lose this game, it's going to be because they didn't get the ball moving on the ground. They didn't have a running attack of any sort. And when they get to the goal line, they are very reliant on being able to punch the ball in with the run. Yeah. And that was another thing we saw in the AFC Championship game yeah. was how good they were yeah. at running the ball. Yeah. Sony Michelle, he, you know, people really were down on him at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. He was a great draft pick yeah, for them. Yeah, for sure. He's phenomenal. He looks – he's going to be a – I hate saying this because I know they're the Patriots and they could trade away anyone for anything, but I could totally see him being a Patriots staple for the next couple of years. Interesting. At least. Bold statement. I like I it. I know. I know. But I know now that I've said that and put that out in the universe – it, he's going to be <laughs> traded, like, tomorrow. Right. He won't even play in the Super Bowl. <laughs> right. They'll find a way to illegally trade him in the postseason <laughs> and get rid of him. Um, but, yeah, I, I really do believe this is going to come down to the run game and what both teams can do on that side of the ball. Yeah. Yeah. So who's your pick? Patriots. Patriots. I mean, I feel like I, I feel like I have to go with them. Yeah. There's I've seen so many crazy stats that I wish I would have written down before we recorded, but I'm unprepared of how many times the Patriots have been in the Super Bowl like just in the last like 10 years. And they, they've been in the Super Bowl stuff. 11 times this franchise in the last 10 years. Brady's been in the Super Bowl <laughs> 11 nine, times nine in the last times 10 years <laughs> in his career. Yeah, 11 times in the past 10 years. That sounds like them. Um Brady's been in the Super Bowl 9 times. That's more than like any other franchise has. Yeah. Which is just stupid. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And I just feel like they always find a way. Yeah. They just always find a way. 
I'm, just, I, I'm not going to bet against them, honestly. I can't, I can't bet against them, which is why I, I refuse. I will not put money on this game. Because Probably a good call. Instinctually, I know I'm not going to want to bet on the Patriots because I'm going to want them to lose. Yeah. But I also, like, my gut tells me they're going to win this game. Yeah. I believe it when I see it with them. Um, they'll lose. I think they, they're going to roll. I think they're going to come out and roll. I think it'll be a high-scoring game. Yeah, um, I definitely agree with that. But they are going to do everything they want with the ball, as long as they can neutralize Aaron Donald and, and Ndamukong Sue. Well, and this is what we said at the beginning of the season, is people were counting the Patriots out, and we were like, no. Yeah. Don't do that, because they're always going to prove you wrong. Until Brady and Belichick are dead and rolling in the grave. And even will... then, they'll probably claw their way out yeah. for one more, and then... They'll find you know. a way. Um, <laughs> and that, yeah, so... Both of us have the Patriots. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, I wanted like a Rams Chiefs Super Bowl so bad. It would've been so good. I I just uh, I'm sick of the Patriots. Whatever. <laughs> After break, we'll be coming back talking about some baseball free agency. Switch up topics a little bit. Ignore the Patriots. We'll get as far <laughs> away from them as possible. Um, but thank you so much for joining us on our first episode back from break. You're listening to the Easy Sports Podcast. Welcome back. Um, over break, you told me that when you were in choir, you had to be able to sing the alphabet backwards or something like that for a warm-up. Yeah, so for our vocal warm-ups, we would just start off and we'd like sing the alphabet forwards, but it was one note, Yeah. right? So you're singing it totally monotone, and then you the note changes, you're going higher, and you have to sing the whole alphabet backwards. Okay, so my point in bringing that up is they always say like, like – Police will, like, talk to you and, like, to test if you're drunk. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, well, say the alphabet backwards. I can't do it's that It's so sober. hard. It's so hard. I can't do it sober, let alone thinking about doing that while I'm intoxicated. She had, There's no way. <laughs> she had to put it on the board so that we could watch, like, which letter we were on. But as you, as the notes got higher, you got progressively faster. So I'm at a point now where I can do the alphabet backwards so fast. So that, like, whenever it comes up in conversation... People are like, oh, well, no one can do the alphabet backwards. How often does that actually come up in conversation? Twice since I've been out of high school. Okay. <laughs> but so twice <laughs> in two years. Yeah. So once a year. Yeah, but people are right. so impressed. You would not believe how impressed people are when I can do it backwards. They're I'm like, impressed. Oh my God. I can't do that. It would take me forever. I would have to think about it. I'd have to like sing it forward, get to that letter, and then say it. Really? Yeah. I, it's not that bad once you just have it memorized. Yeah, I guess, but I just... Because we had to do it so many times. Ugh. But it just became really funny because, like, you know, at the end, you're getting to the higher notes that only the sopranos are hitting. And as an alto, I'm like, peace out. And so then they're just, like, squealing, and it's like, oh, it sounded terrible at the end. And finally, mm-hmm. our teacher was like, that's enough of that. But... I'm just, like, I'm just thinking about the day, like, if a cop ever were to ask me, you have to say the alphabet backwards, prove you're sober. No chance, buddy. Like, not happening. See, I could totally do that. That's, yeah. But there's no way. Do cops even do that anymore? I don't know. Because it doesn't make any sense. Believe it or not, I'm not in trouble with the law that much. Really? I know. I'm right? shocked. It's crazy. I'm shocked. Um, baseball free agency. Right. Let's talk about it. Okay. 
Baseball free agency the last two years has been just the weirdest hurry up and wait situation for me. Cause hurry like, up and wait is such a contradiction. Yeah, that's the point. Like, just a huge oxymoron. Yeah. Yeah. That's the point. I know. It's like, what was the, uh, it's like a Yogi Berra term. Like, nobody goes there anymore. It's too crowded. <laughs> like, it's a contradiction. That's what it is. Right. Um, but, yeah. So, it's like there's so much hype surrounding free agency. And then it is a waiting game. Because right now you got the two biggest free agents are Bryce Harper and Manny Machado. Yep. They have offers on the table as far as I know. Um, Manny Machado, uh, It's people are pretty sure he's going to the White Sox. But there's also, like mystery teams that are involved in the mix uh mm-hmm. and the padres were just outed as one of those mystery teams and then bryce harper has the phillies and the nationals who are his most likely destinations yeah but it's like why haven't why haven't they signed yet I, so it, they're holding out yeah i mean Get the theory as, much money as you can well the theory is that they're holding out and waiting for each other because say manny machado signs for like 180 million right Bryce Harper can then argue that he is worth at least that much, right? So he can get more money based on that. Okay. Well, Bryce Harper's going to sign for like $300 million, I Okay, so. I threw some numbers no, out there. But then there's also the teams who are waiting to see, okay, does Manny Machado go here? Because then we're not going to want this guy. Maybe we want uh, some of the smaller names. Maybe we want my, Mike Moustakis. Uh, I think A.J. Pollock just went to the Dodgers because it became very clear that Bryce Harper was not going there. Right. But it's just – it, and this is new too – Eric Hosmer kind of like set the precedent last year, president, Mm -hmm. set the precedent last year, and he waited until, when was it, like late January, mid-February? Eric Hosmer set a precedent for something. Ouch. (laughs) Hey. All right. I'm sorry for like the, being someone who could control free agency or how it runs, that's not exactly the first player that would come to mind. He is a close personal friend. Oh, yeah? I met him one time, actually. Wow. Yeah. So you're best friends. Yeah. For sure. We're very close. We talk daily. I'm sure. <laughs> but, no, I love Eric Hosmer. And he, the reason that he was the one to control free agency, though, is because he was the biggest name. He was coming off of an incredible season. Yeah. No, hang on. <laughs> okay. You let's saw not... that look I gave yeah. you. You said Eric Hosmer, biggest name. I just sort of rolled my eyes. He, okay. You go to the World Series in 2014. I know. You win it in 2015. I know. And then you have a career year in you, 2016. You don't have to convince me that Eric Hosmer was a I really feel like I'm agency. taking this personally. I know you are, <laughs> and you shouldn't, because it's just, it's Eric Hosmer. It, yeah, I don't know. I just don't, when I think big free agency name, I don't think Eric, Eric Hosmer. All right, fine. I'll let it slide. But then you also have J.D. Martinez and... Um, you Darvish, who mm-hmm. waited a very long time to get to where they ended up landing. Didn't Arietta wait a long time, too? I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he eventually signed with the Phillies. But, I mean, this was not last season. I think it was two seasons ago. It was the first time that we've ever had a spring training organization that was just unsigned players. Oh, my gosh. Because nobody was moving. Yeah, that's, so then, that's pretty crazy, honestly. Yeah. So then um, Red Sox exec... Dombrowski has said that we should have a deadline in the winter for free agency signings. And I think that's an interesting idea. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know how you feel about that, but I definitely think it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I I don't frankly have an opinion on it. I think the players players going after as much money as they want, like, good for them. 
yeah. they deserve to go after that money. Um, as long as setting a deadline like that wouldn't infringe on their ability to do that or make the right decision for them in their career, fine. Well, here's Which the thing. I don't think it would. It would benefit but. the players, actually, because for a team, your your team is going to play yeah. on, in April when, you know, everything starts. Like, your regular season's still going to happen. But if you're a player and you're playing a waiting game and, like, you're not blinking, your season doesn't have to start. Yeah. You know, so a deadline would actually benefit the players, and I think it would get them more money. Yeah. No, I – it'd probably force the teams into making a decision. Yeah. And that, that – you're right. That could be very good for the players. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I just think it's super interesting right now, and thinking about where they're going to go, there's articles it feels like every single day. And oh, yeah. About what – like the hot stove, you know, where players are going. and I sort of feel like it's interesting with MLB free agency because – like, so we'll compare it to the NBA which I think the NBA free agency is far and away the most exciting free agency. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but, like, with the NBA free agency, it's like these guys are free agents, and as soon as they're free agents, you're tracking which teams they're meeting mm-hmm. with, when they're going places. Like, what Well, it happens doing. quickly. Right, and That's it happens why. fast. Like, yeah. I would say within a month and a half, you basically have all the big free agents signed. Exactly, and that's why it's so much more fun. Because right. this is everyone like, oh, Another day has passed where like, they're not signed. I like signed. Bryce Harper's free agency started before the season was over. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I was hearing about it before the season was over back in, like, July. Yeah, and it's like, and, oh, he still hasn't signed yet? Right. Well, and it, not even that. It's just like, okay, season's not over yet. We're already talking about this. I get why, because he's a huge name. Sure. You know, he's probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest name in baseball. So it's like, I get why we're all talking about it. But it's also, like, I feel the more it went on, the less interesting the story No, exactly. And sure. that's that's the problem is that it's not as exciting. Mm-hmm. People already don't have a huge interest in baseball. Like, you know, on the whole, I'm saying that it's one of the least popular – not least popular. It's one of the less popular professional sports out of the big ones because people are bored by it. That's one of the reasons why they're trying to shorten the game, mm-hmm. you know, because sometimes games last four hours and nobody wants to watch a game for four hours. Yeah. And like relatable. Well, that's, that's just, I mean, that's just a different issue. I know, but I'm just saying it's it's boring. Right. And people get bored. And free agency now has become boring. MLB free agency keeps up with the pace of the MLB. I know, and it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> As a huge baseball fan, it sucks. Like, just imagine one of the games stretched out, and that's basically what free agency. Yeah. Is. Um. Yeah, it, it's it's an interesting situation. I'm all for the players going after their money, um, and if setting in a deadline would help to maybe force some teams to make some decisions the only thing that w- i could see the flip side of it where since there's a deadline players have to sign by this time teams know that and they're like this is the best offer you have like you can't wait it that's fair you know you could see it from the flip side yeah. as well um but either way it'll be interesting to see where Har- harper and machado land um I think they're definitely the two most compelling and interesting free agents right now. Yeah, definitely. Um, but, yeah, just excited to get back to baseball season since Oh, my gosh, I'm so ready. Basically almost over. We I've been, like, counting down the days until pitchers and catchers report. <laughs> like, I'm so ready for baseball season to be back. Yeah. I mean, I'm, just, I'm excited for the NBA playoffs. Fair enough. Yeah, those are going to be great, too. But, yeah, baseball getting back will be will be fun. Um. Flipping back to football, mm-hmm. there's one game left in the year. Sad. But that doesn't mean drama is gone 
with football at all, especially Is college drama football. ever gone with no. college football? It's not. The transfer portal, it's as wild. everyone calls it, is <laughs> insane. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts went to Oklahoma. Yeah. Yep. Kelly I Bryant. did not see that coming, first of all. To Oklahoma? I was so oh, surprised that by surprised. that. I can't Maybe I'm just weird. Hear me out on it. All right. You are Jalen Hurts. You know you're a phenomenal quarterback. You know Oklahoma's last two quarterbacks have both been Heisman winners. All right, I'm there. And I'm they the have mindset. an opportunity and an open job that you can step into. Right. If you leave Alabama. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. You get to go play in the Big 12 where you can just pick apart defenses and really work on your game. Because let's be honest, Big 12 defense is not the best. Really? I know. That hurts. 44 points a game. Believe <laughs> it or not, that's not solid. Um, but Jalen Hurts to Oklahoma, Kelly Bryant to Mizzou, which I thought was weird. Yeah. That's the one I don't understand. If you're Kelly Bryant, why would you go to Mizzou? Like, what do you gain? Because you are we just... gonna shit on Mizzou again? <laughs> no, we're not. Um, we're gonna be honest. <laughs> you just watched Drew Locke, who is probably one of the best quarterback prospects this year, coming out, not have any weapons, constantly like sort of get glossed over in the SEC by like guys like Tua, and really just not be as productive as he could be because he didn't have the support that he should have had. I'm surprised he wasn't trying to transfer to Oklahoma. Interesting. Like, if anywhere, I'm surprised Kelly Bryant didn't try to transfer to Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I guess from Clemson to Missouri, fine. Sure. Ouch. Yikes. <laughs> Not exactly a step up, in my opinion. Um, Glow down. Seriously. <laughs> Outside of that, schools are having a really hard time with this transfer situation penn state especially yeah those numbers you gave me earlier blew my mind penn state has seen 11 scholarship players enter the portal including former four-star receiver juan johnson who had 79 receptions and 1,000 yards and two touchdowns in the past two years he's not bad no it's not their most productive red zone threat but clearly he's getting receptions yeah um and they had a former five-star defensive prospect lamont wade uh, who was supposed to be a starter this year, he's transferring now. Uh, Virginia Tech also had issues. They had eight players enter the transfer portal, uh, including they had a starting wide receiver. Wow. Uh, who entered. He last season had 42 catches for 559 yards and seven touchdowns. And then their tight end, who had seven touchdowns in three seasons, which isn't a big deal. And then their former starting quarterback, Josh Jackson threw himself into the transfer transfer portal, and now he's going to be gone. It is – it's wild. That's shocking because that's not a big story. Like, mainstream media, I don't – mainstream media, I don't feel like I've seen that much about it. I've seen about certain players. Yeah. But I haven't – I don't feel like I've seen what an impact that has on teams. Yeah, well, and and that's – that's sort of the interesting part of this is how are teams going to adapt? Mm-hmm. When you have 10, 10 players transfer off your roster, that's that makes an impact. Yeah, Especially for sure. when you have guys who are slated to be starters the next season. You know, the people who you're like, yeah, that's a five-star prospect. We trained him up. Now he's ready to step into that role and be the guy. And he comes in, coach, I'm transferring. 
Ouch. Like, it, it, it's, I guess, like, from, on one hand, you say, like, this is a great thing because players can find the best situation for themselves if you want to look at it that way. Yeah. On another hand, for teams, this sucks. Yeah, for sure. you don't necessarily know if guys are going to be guaranteed to be on your team. You might not be able to hold that four-star prospect and have the depth that you wanted to. Yeah, and that's an issue. Right, which is an issue because they might just transfer away. And so I don't necessarily know. Um, I don't know all the rules on it, first off, on like all the what it takes to transfer, what you have to do, and everything that goes into transferring. But it is interesting to just follow this because it's sort of becoming – I would say this is the equivalent of, like, college having free agency. Like, that's really what this is. It's free agency. Fair enough. Kelly Bryant, when he – I remember when he was transferring, it felt like he was a free agent. Like, he went and did a visit with the the U. He went and did a visit with this team. He went and did a visit with that team. And then, like, he went to Mizzou and obviously wound up signing there. Mm-hmm. It felt like a free agency. Like yeah. Like, hunt, except, you know, without the money. No, sure, but it's – it's like college sports are becoming more and more professional. Right. So that's super interesting because I feel like we almost see that. I feel like basketball is sort of getting that way. Not in the same situation as like transfer, but like with all the coverage of Zion. I, he gets the same coverage as professional players. And I feel like sure. college sports and there's also the argument that uh, you've made before that they should be paid. Yeah. So it's like college sports are beginning to like transition into professional yeah and you know this whole transfer situation i think it's it's putting the ball more in players courts Mm -hmm. than it has in the past it felt like in the past a lot it was like you signed with that team all right you're there until you leave yeah for sure and like transferring really was like it felt like it was only something you did when you were in trouble for something or when you got It's kind of frowned team. upon. Yeah. Right. It was kind of frowned upon. And now it's almost becoming this socially acceptable, like, this is what you do. If you're not getting the playing time you feel you deserve, transfer. Yeah. Which, like, on one hand is fine, like, if that's what they want to do. On the other hand, I'm like, if you go to a big school, come on, you can't always expect to get playing time right away. Yeah. You know? That's, so. yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. It's, I, I, I am curious to see how this continues to develop over the next few years. Didn't um, Justin Fields, the Georgia backup, he signed with Ohio State. I forgot about that. Huh. Yeah, he signed with Ohio State, and then Ohio State's backup, like Tate Martell, I think he's looking at transferring now or something like that. And then Notre Dame's backup, Devin Winbush, the guy who started the season for them, beat Michigan, and then – like got benched uh for ian book he's now going to ucf well uh some of y'all should come to ku because our coach is gonna win an oscar <laughs> yeah yeah our coach uh that's a great transition actually uh, yeah do you like that i was thinking about that yeah <laughs> um if you don't know there is some indie movie about mm-hmm. challenger coming out today it's in theaters now today uh which is i didn't do the date I think. did i do the date no you didn't show? It is Friday, January twenty fifth. Um, today, Coach Les Miles of the Kansas Jayhawks. Let me re- rephrase that. Right. National championship winning coach yes, Les it. Miles of the Kansas Jayhawks. What a flex! That makes it sound like he won us a national championship. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, We're derailing. Okay. Right. Refocus. <laughs> he is in a movie about the Challenger. So if you look up this movie, I what's it called? The Challenger or something? Something I, right. I think it's literally just called like The Challenger. Um, but anyway, if you look up this movie. Um, it's The Challenger Disaster. The Challenger Disaster. The untold true story. So it's about the cover-up. Sure. Uh, and you watch the trailer. Yeah. Les Miles is in a decent chunk of this trailer. And he looks pretty good, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, he looks... He ins- doesn't look like a bad actor, is what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of onset coaching for that. Well, yeah, but I'm just a little bit impressed. <laughs> well, I mean, after you saw his Dr. Pepper commercials, come on, you had to know the guy <laughs> was a true. great actor. That's true. Yeah. I just... Uh, I need... I wouldn't see it. You wouldn't see it? It looked really good. I like. I wasn't that interested. I'm only interested in that because I know Les Miles is in it now. Is it just like not your kind of movie? No, it, it is. I just, I don't know. It didn't necessarily grab my attention. Okay. I don't know why. I But now that Les Miles is in it, I'm going to have to go see it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, check out The Challenger Disaster in theaters now mm-hmm. with starring <laughs> right. head coach Les Miles. Um, that is absolutely incredible. What a guy. Yeah. What a diverse like background that he has now. Yeah. To I'm a football coach. He has a podcast. He is in a movies and commercials. I love it. Me too. I'm here On, for I'm that. a huge fan. Yeah. I wonder when that was filmed. It had to be when he was between coaching jobs. Well, but. yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he wasn't winning national championships and also on set. <laughs> Film the same year he won the national right. championship. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Um, but yeah, Les Miles is now maybe a critically acclaimed actor. <laughs> if he's I good also, enough. You know what I want to know is sure. how that even happened. Did the director contact Les Miles personally and ask for him to be in the movie? Was he really just bored and was like, you know what? I should try acting. How does that even happen? Les got bored. What can he say? I just, Listen, it's if wild. you've made millions of dollars coaching football. So what, did he get an agent and find out about a new I'm role? I'm sure he already has an agent. An acting agent? No, but like an agent. And he just contacted some people. Or he, here's what I'm betting. I bet you he knew someone that worked within that studio and was sort of working on that film and sort of was just like popped himself in there, inserted himself into the situation. I love it. I'm here for it. Yep, Either way, however it happened, I'm just so curious good. about like the logistics of that. So good. Like, ah, uh, I hope it's. I hope he's great in that movie. I hope he's in a lot of that movie too. Yeah, me too. Um, because <laughs> it, it in the trailer it doesn't look like he's a good guy. <laughs> I mean, like, because you have the few main characters who are like trying to convince him. It looked like him and a few other guys that like the challenger should not you know lift off whatever lift i'm off. trying to say can't <laughs> think of words into space. <laughs> because it's too cold or something but they can't prove it so it happens anyway and then they're testifying you know it's this whole thing um but he, as our resident challenger expert i watched the trailer twice so obviously did i know everything really? yeah of course i did <laughs> it was good I guess, I guess one of those times you had to watch it with me yeah so that's but he didn't phenomenal. look like a good guy so is he now getting into this niche? Because in the Dr. Pepper commercials, you know, he wasn't a good guy either. Is Les Miles a villain? <laughs> Has he found his place in the acting world? 
I wait and see. Wait and see. <laughs> we will just yeah. I like that. We'll have to wait and see because I ah uh, for his next role. <laughs> <laughs> Oscar winner Les Miles. God, could you imagine? No. Actually, just like think about that for a second. No. What if he won something? Not uh, for this movie, but like, what if he transitioned to acting and won something? How wild that would be! I would be just floored. That's like, like, that's the dream. That's the dream. <laughs> um, back to sports for a minute, and to close out the show. Mm-hmm. This weekend is the Big Twelve SEC Challenge, um, and, and it is the w- one of the biggest things that just raises my blood pressure. <laughs> and why is that? Because it gives me so much anxiety because there's so much hype around it. Mm-hmm. With KU versus Kentucky, you never want to lose to Kentucky. You never no. want to lose to UNC, to Duke, any of those guys. And so this always just stresses me out. Yeah. Kansas-Kentucky is the marquee game. Yeah. Um, for sure. I mean, it is going to be – it's on at 5 p.m. on ESPN. Um, it's going to be – I hope a great game. I saw one score prediction that was 75-72 Kentucky. Um, and so it'll be it'll be really good. Um, for a history out. of this, uh, the Big 12 won the first three matchups in 2013-14, 14-15, 15-16, um, before t- tying in 2016-2017. And then last Wait, year... tying? Yeah, yeah. They split the series. Wow, wild. And then last year, the SEC won 6-4. So, Big 12 has the all-time lead in this challenge. They're 3-1-1 one, one against the SEC. Um, it's going to be another pretty close year. Iowa State plays Ole Miss. Alabama plays Baylor. Kansas State at Texas A&M. West Virginia at Tennessee. They'll lose that game. They'll get killed. Yeah. Tennessee's very good. Um, South Carolina at Oklahoma State. Florida at TCU. Arkansas at Tech. Um, Texas at Georgia, nice little rematch of their bowl game. <laughs> right. Um, no bad blood there. No, none at <laughs> none. all. And Vandy at Oklahoma. So some really good games. Um, I think it'll be very interesting to see how all of this plays out. The Kansas Kentucky game though. Is, so what's your prediction? I think, I think KU will lose to Kentucky. I agree, and it makes me so sad. I, I, I don't see the production on the offensive boards or on the defensive boards and on that end unless we can come out unless we can come out and shoot well from three, mm-hmm. which we haven't really done all that well this year, even though over, over our last couple of games we've gotten better. Um, and if Quentin Grimes shows up and performs um, – and, and if Marcus Garrett can repeat what he's done. Mar- <laughs> you know what? If Marcus Garrett can continue to be the best two-way player on our team. Good Lord. Which is a weird Who would have thought, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, then they'll pull it out. But it's in Lexington. I do genuinely – at Rupp, so I genuinely believe. I think it'll be close. I think it'll be like a three-point game. I really hope it's competitive. Yeah. Because if it's not, that's going to be like the ultimate embarrassment. I think this is going to be a come, – it'll come down to the last two minutes of this game. Yeah. How we close, how we finish, how we perform, um, and we'll see. It's going to be a toss-up. Coin mm-hmm. flip game. They're always good games. 
I can't stand Kentucky, so <laughs> we'll just oh, see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it for our show today. Follow us on Twitter at Easy Sports Pod. Thank you. Um, yeah, and thank you so much for joining us. We're, I'm so happy to be back. I know, me too. I, it's like, so I'm great. So we are smiling ear for me, ear <laughs> to ear. We are smiling this whole time doing this. Um, you, we really do enjoy doing this. So thank yeah. you for listening. Subscribe on the Apple Podcast app. Uh, and we'll see you guys next time. Yeah. Yeah. Next week. We don't have to wait a month to do it again. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much for joining us.